Dear Prudence. 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 Do you think that I should contact him again? Help. Help. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to another mini episode of Dear Prudence. I'm your host, Danny M. Lavery, and this show is for you, our Plus subscribers. Our guest this week is Peter Labuza, an incoming postdoctoral fellow at the University of Southern California. And now, here's our first letter. So, continuing in the vein of family problems, um, uh, this next letter is all yours to read. Oh, my heart. Subject line. My family thinks that coming out to my grandmother will kill her. Dear Prudence, back in March, I got engaged to a wonderful woman. She is black and I am not. While I'm over the moon happy, I don't know what to do about my family. My grandparents received full custody of me as a child due to my parents' drug use. My grandmother saved my life from abuse and neglect. But she's also religious, homophobic, and racist. Everyone else in the family knows and supports my relationship. But say I need to hide it from her because of the nature of it would kill her. They believe I would literally be responsible for her death. Am I supposed to hide my hand, hide my name change, hide my wedding, hide my wife until my grandmother does pass away? I also do not know how I can just cut my grandmother out of my life without an explanation. Help. Boy, with supporters like this, who needs enemies? <laughs> I know. Uh, it's It's... Just, just, just a bad situation. But the first thing that kind of uh, came to my mind is the family here seems to do a lot of speaking for grandma and possibly some projecting. That was kind of my first mm-hmm. question that I had is like, like grandma didn't say that she would kill herself if one of her childs was, uh, you know, you know, marrying a woman and uh, marrying someone of a different race. Uh, it really seems like the family's kind of doing a lot of the work here. Yes, absolutely. I think there are, I mean, I, I don't doubt at all that the grandmother is homophobic and racist. The letter writer sounds pretty clear on like what growing up with her was like. But yeah, I would also um, contest your other relatives claim of like, we love it. We think it's great. We totally support your relationship. It's all grandma. So all that we're asking is that you stay in the closet with her for the rest of your life. Not because we think you should, but just because of her. Um, So I'm in total agreement there that they're doing a lot of the work of racism and homophobia all while claiming, oh, it's not us. We don't like racism and homophobia. This is just, you know, otherwise she'll just, her heart will explode. This was like, I don't want to bring like politics into this, but this was like a lot of the polling in like recent elections and everything is like, oh, of course I would support uh, a a candidate of color or a woman candidate, but I don't believe my, you know, my neighbors would. And I don't think they're electable, not because I wouldn't vote for them, but because someone else wouldn't. And those are the people I trust. And I kind of feel like this is almost the same situation. Right. And, you know, certainly I don't think that you are the one uh, who introduced politics to this situation, right? Like, I think the family members have already done that. Um, Yeah, I, I don't believe that she will have a stroke or have a heart attack if you tell her, Grandma, I'm marrying a black woman. Um, and frankly, yeah, there's no, I I can't imagine a doctor in the world who would say like, yeah, absolutely. The shock would kill her. So what you need to do is lie to her for the rest of your life. Like this is 
an emotional manipulation that they are attempting to frame as like medical knowledge or a certainty about the future. And it's just nonsense. And I think you can dismiss that. I think because we don't really have any details on the grandmother's racism or homophobia, like if there were more of those details here in the letter that the letter writer provided, I I don't think I would change my sort of ideas about that. But I think the fact that we don't get them here or the letter writer didn't provide suggests that maybe it's not as sort of like blatant or, you know, even as big an issue as like maybe the family members are again kind of projecting in a lot of ways. And I'm also sorry, but like you're, you can't really wait for your grandmother to pass away because like, that's the only thing that we is totally certain is the uncertainty that this could, you know, she could be alive for 10, 20 years. And that's a lot of hiding to do. And you've spent a lot of your life already hiding certain facts from your grandmother about like you coming out and and other issues. Um, So I feel like this is wrapped up in a lot of emotion and I think it will be Mm -hmm. good. And I I would not necessarily, I don't want to say like grandma's just going to get on board right away, but I do, I think this is one way how people change is like, you know, when they're introduced to a situation in their own family life. Right, right. So, yeah, I mean, in addition to like, I don't think you should uh, keep this from her, even if I thought that it would, uh, you know, be possible. I also don't think it's possible. Realistically, you cannot hide your marriage indefinitely from this person, given that it will be your life. You'll be living with her. You will be building a life together. You're getting married. So I would like to encourage you to think a little bit less about your grandmother and a little bit less about your relatives and a little bit more about your fiance. Because to put her through a situation where you say, I can't wait to get married. I can't wait to be partners for life. Can't wait to build a life together. But I'm going to center and protect my family's racism to such an extent that I'm going to pretend you don't exist some of the time. Yeah. That would be very painful uh, for her. And it would be, I think, a cruel thing to do to her. Um, so if you're going to marry her and if you're going to build a life with her, then you need to treat her like someone you are proud of, someone who is worthy of care and respect and protection and defense from homophobia and racism, even if that homophobia and racism comes from your family. So to that end, I think you need to tell your grandmother, you need to tell your relatives that their advice has been noted, that you do not take it seriously, and that you are declining their offer to keep your wife a secret forever. And then I think you should tell her yourself. I don't think you should bring your fiance into that conversation. Um, I think this is this is an instance where based on how that conversation goes, you can either decide, okay, she's actually doing better than people thought she would. And I think it will be safe for me to introduce my wife to her at some point, or her response will be so bad that you will say, I'm so sorry that you are choosing racism and homophobia over me and my wife. That's a real shame for you. Um, but th- that's kind of the thing you have to do here. You can't avoid this. You can't put it off. You can't soften or backpedal it um, because that would put too high a burden on your wife. And, and I just think there's there's no other way around this. It is not going to kill her. That is a manipulative tactic that your family is going to try to use to get you to stay closeted. Um, and the only thing you can do with that is treat that like, frankly, the excuse that it is. Yep. 
Absolutely. It sounds like this letter writer has found a very, very wonderful partner and needs to take that next extra step to really committing to uh, this woman. Yeah. And so the, 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 the thing at the end of, I don't know how I could cut my grandmother out of my life without an explanation. You don't have to. You are giving your grandmother an opportunity to remain a part of your life on the condition that she not treat your partner uh, in racist and homophobic ways. Mm -hmm. So if she's absolutely unwilling to do that, that will be really sad. And you may then have to cut your grandmother out of your life, possibly for a short time, possibly for a long time. Um, But it won't be without an explanation. It will be with a very clear explanation. And it just, again, I just want to reiterate, she is not going to die because you marry a black woman. You need to treat that like the piffle, the racist piffle that it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it's hard. I know that you feel conflicted about this, but this is a really clear-cut situation where the person that you need to be prioritizing and defending here is your wife, your soon-to-be wife. Um, she deserves it. She does not deserve to be treated like a shameful secret because she's black and gay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck. She's just, you know, write us back when you've told your grandmother and she survives, because I think that that will be really um, helpful to be like, oh, right. That was total nonsense. Yeah. Would you read our next letter? Absolutely. Should I do it? Or you, I think you're up if, uh, if we're trading. Oh, good. Oh my gosh. This is amazing. Usually I'm the one who forgets. uh, And I guess that means I'm still the one who forgets. (laughs) I'll never remember. I'll read this next letter. All right. Thanks for being you. (laughs) The subject is secretive spouse. Dear Prudence. My husband gave our son his iPad to search for something online recently. Our son needed my help spelling something, and we ended up seeing my husband's search history, which included many searches for gay men's stories. Some were about bisexuality and, quote, hidden lives. Some were about gay men serving while closeted in various wars. Some were about Rock Hudson. I've always thought that my husband was hiding things from me. I've asked him straight up about his sexuality. He says he loves me and wants me sexually. He seems to find other women, celebrities, etc., attractive. I'd understand if he's bisexual. I know sexuality exists on a spectrum for many people, including myself. I've been very honest and open about my sexuality to my husband. It's the secrets that I feel are damaging to our relationship and trust that are a deal breaker for me. Do I confront him with what I saw? Oh boy. Yeah. I guess the line that stuck out to me was, I guess, this point in which the um, the wife, I guess, asked him, quote, straight up about his sexuality. And I'm curious mm-hmm. about that conversation and how it went right. and maybe how long ago it was. Um, like, clearly, like, sexuality is fluid. It changes over time. People are always trying to figure out things. They don't know things one day, and then they figure things out the other time. And I feel like that conversation may not have been approached in the best way. And that may be what partially is going on here and why why there might be some hiding going on. Right. And it's hard, especially, again, I know we're speculating, but if somebody is dealing with any kind of internalized bi or homophobia, internalized shame that may have come from the way that they were raised or an earlier part in their lives, it can be difficult if you're like, well, I'm not ashamed of it and I'm okay with it. And if you could just tell me, we could talk about it. But if the shame isn't coming from you, if it's theirs, like you can be as open as you want about it. And if they're still like, but I'm not okay with it, you know, all of your openness can't do that work for them. So that's the kind of tricky position, right? As you're saying, like, it's okay to discuss this. I'm not upset. I'm not 
you know, looking to turn this into an issue of contention. I just want to know. And if on his part, he's feeling any kind of, but I don't want to acknowledge this part of myself, or I don't want this to be true of me, that doesn't necessarily land. And that can be the hard thing about this kind of conversation, I think. Do you feel any kind of like one way or the other of like, do you think the letter writer should bring this up? Do you think it's better to let it go? What would what would be your take on mentioning the search history? I think the problem that's facing the letter writer, and uh, she writes this at the end here, is that it, she feels damaged by the secrets that are being held and the trust that's being broken at this moment. And so, like, no matter what, like, I'm worried about this this relationship and this marriage falling apart, not because like people are going through changes and how they feel about them sexually, but because they're doesn't seem to be as strong of a trust. And I think it's really important that that gets reestablished in some way. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it does need to be confronted somehow. It's just the question of like how to confront it in a way that I think where the letter writer needs to be really open and honest about the issue that's facing them at this moment is this issue of trust. And if the husband really, really loves her, like maybe that's the thing that will help him come on board to start openly talking about some of these things. And I feel like that's the thing that needs to get reestablished almost before the other issues at place, because that's the thing that's going to break up the marriage ultimately is if the two parties don't feel that they can trust each other. Yeah, that makes sense to me. It's also tricky. I don't know how old the son in question is. I don't know if it's the kind of thing now where he has questions, but that could be an additional complicating factor. Yeah. And I think you'd want to be careful about how you bring that up because obviously you don't want to try to use your son as a sort of proxy um, mm-hmm. or to make your husband feel like his sexuality could be like damaging for your son. So that that would that will be tricky to to discuss. But I do think yeah, I, I do think that you can and probably should bring this up. And I think the way to do that would be, you know, ideally at a time when your son is either not in the house or depending on whether or not it's possible for your son to leave the house right now, maybe when he's asleep um, or or at a time when he's busy doing something. And to frame this as, I didn't go looking for this. I'm not trying to invade your privacy. I know we've talked about this in the past and you haven't opened up to me and I've respected that. But this was information that we both saw without having sought it out, but it it feels significant. It's clear that this is something that's at least on your mind and you've been looking for ways to think about it on your own. I want you to have the room to do that, but I also now feel shut out and I feel pushed aside and I feel like you don't want me to be a part of this process with you. And I can't make you talk about these things with me, but I can let you know how they make me feel. You also know that I understand myself as bisexual. I'm really comfortable with issues of sexuality. I'm okay with you not knowing or not having all the answers, but I do want more than anything for you to consider me a companion that you can share these thoughts with, even if they are half-formed or uncertain or sometimes contradictory. I want you to feel like you can share them with me without my panicking or getting angry with you. I just, I don't want to be shut out. I think that would be the way to hopefully open the door for him to lay down some of his like fear and defensiveness. Yeah. And I think, as you said at the beginning, I think it seems that the letter writer has been very open, like very open and honest about her sexuality, almost to 
in a way, I feel like the husband feels like she gets to flaunt it, like kind of like flaunt it around. And that really almost like helps pushes him back more inside in a way. Interesting. That's just a possibility. I have no idea. I don't know these people, of course, but I'm thinking about just like the way that I think that this person's really trying to just slowly figure this out and dealing with it and is seems like genuinely just not ready to come out. So I think, again, I think that conversation you proposed, it's really about kind of delicacy, open honesty, like, and really saying you don't need to have all the answers, but like, I just need to be part of this conversation in some way. So I feel like I'm inside this marriage with, with you instead of outside of it. I think there's truth to that. I think there can definitely be ways that if somebody is questioning and or understands themselves as being in some way closeted, somebody else's openness can sometimes feel frightening or potentially an exposure risk rather than reassuring and like a a possible version of their own future. Again, I don't want to speculate. And I certainly don't want to make the letter writer feel at all guilty for having been open about her sexuality. She shouldn't at all. Um, But it is true that sometimes if somebody is like, no, I need to be closeted about this. And somebody Mm -hmm. else says, no, look at me. I'm not. And it's okay. They can strangely enough kind of respond to that with further fear. So this is tricky. I, I, I think that's probably the best way towards laying that groundwork for a possible conversation. And, and then all I would say beyond that is if he continues to be really closed mouthed on that subject, you know, you'll you'll have to kind of pay attention to how seriously does this weigh with me? How closed off do I feel? Could this ultimately grow into something that would make me feel like I couldn't be with my partner anymore? And yeah. you'll have to just be honest with yourself and with him about that. Um, I wish I had something better there, but that's kind of all I got. I don't think this requires a marriage counselor yet, but I think being open that maybe even even if this person is starts to be open and is trying to explore their sexuality, that might be something that this couple will maybe want to explore later down the road. Yeah. And, you know, maybe the letter writer, you know, if the husband is just really like, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I, I've refused to discuss this. This subject is closed. Maybe seeing a therapist on your own would be helpful to you oh, yeah. so that you have someone you can talk to about this. Because mm-hmm. you can't talk to your kid about it, obviously. <laughs> this is your kid. He, he can't help you work through issues with your marriage. And you don't necessarily want to talk about it with mutual friends that your husband might share. Not that I want you to feel like you have to, uh, keep a secret for him, but I just mean it might be helpful for you if he's not willing to go see a therapist together to consider seeking out one on your own who can help you process what you need and what you want. That's our mini episode of Dear Prudence for this week. Our producer is Phil Circus. Our theme music was composed by Robin Hilton. As always, if you want me to answer your question, call me and leave a message at 401-371-DEAR. That's 3327, and you might hear your answer on an episode of the show. You don't have to use your real name or location. And at your request, we can even alter the sound of your voice. Keep it short. 30 seconds, a minute tops. Thanks for listening. 